magnificent morning, folks, and thank you for listening to Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient, and this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. My main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it's an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. In general, unforeseen circumstances can make you feel isolated or alone. When you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It's within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you are facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they used their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you, because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. Magnificent morning, folks. It is Jay Jameson again with Her Story Podcast. If it's your first time listening in, Her is an acronym for Heroic, Empowering, and Resilient. And of course, this is a self-improvement podcast. We are listening to women of color all throughout the country, all throughout the world, sharing their stories, building their network, highlighting their businesses. And this episode is particularly in partnership with the HBCU Experience Movement, LLC. If you are an avid listener, you are no way at all shy of the HBCU Experience Movement. Her story has been a part of this movement for well over a year, and so... I'm really excited to talk to one of my sorors today. She is an author with the HBCU Experience, the North Carolina A&T State University 3rd Edition. So we have today Miss Shalena Foltz, who is a proud 2008 graduate of North Carolina A&T State University, where she became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated and obtained a degree in journalism and mass communication with a concentration in journalism and electronic media. She may have been raised in a small town, but she has always had big city dreams with the entrepreneurial spirit. Shalena, welcome to Her Story Podcast. How are you? Thank you so much, Janae. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm doing good. Yes, yes, yes. I'm excited to have you as well, especially with the amazing things that you have going on. And so I definitely want to learn more about you and your own personal endeavors. But, you know, today we are highlighting, of course, the HBCU experience movement. So if you can just tell the audience who you are in your own words. Oh, gosh, I am every woman. (laughs) I am a mom of three. I have a almost five-year-old, three-year-old. And my baby just turned one last week, October 3rd. So, uh, mom, wife, I am a youth pastor's wife. I am a business owner, a podcaster as well. I started off with, um, when I started off my entrepreneurial endeavors, it was with wedding and event planning. And I planned weddings um, in North Carolina, Ohio, in the Caribbean, did destination weddings. Then I decided to move into um, something different, retail. So I started in a line of um, clothing called HBC Legacy Fashion, where the vision is to build leaders and lifelong legacy through fashion. So I saw that there was a need for something that was a little bit last, long-lasting besides a, you know, t-shirt or a hoodie, something like, you know, a denim jacket that represented your school or a bomber jacket. So I wanted to create some fun clothes for kids and for their parents and um, to have a bigger meaning behind it. So right now, that is what I am focused on now. 
Awesome, awesome. So, you know, you are an author, an HBCU advocate. You're a boutique that promotes HBCU paraphernalia as well. So I have to ask, was an HBCU your first choice? And if so, why? Absolutely. I come from, I'm from North Carolina, so I come from a long line. Well, I won't say a long line, but I'm third generation um, HBCU graduate in my family. My grandmother, who died before I was born, she kind of like paved the way. She went to Shaw University in Raleigh. She was a North Carolina educator for many years, even taught in a one-room school. And from the story that I was told about her is that she never wanted her kids to have to work because she had to work her way through college. She scrubbed the floors at Shaw University, got picked on for doing it. But she paid her way to, through school, got her degree, and... So HBCUs, you know, we have, in my family, it's West Salem State, North Carolina Central, North Carolina A&T, Salem State, those are like the main ones. And so I've always um, been surrounded by adults who graduated from HBCUs. So definitely, I, you know what, it's funny that you asked if it was my first choice because I remember being, I don't even know what I was at, but I was probably like in middle school or something and I was at some type of conference, and I, the lady used me as an example, and she was like, maybe it was a college prep something, I don't know. But she's like, yeah, your dream school, what would your dream school be? Let's say Duke, and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> like, uh, what kind of ACT? <laughs> an ACT, I, I never thought of having a dream school be anything else but an ACT. Like, I looked at Howard, and I even looked at Central, and I'm ashamed to admit these things, but I became an Aggie, and I made the best choice. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. And, you know, very similar background with my family as well. It's legacy within families, within tradition, and all of those things. And I think an HBCU experience within itself, it encompasses that entire village, right? It's your family, the professors and mentors. Everyone is there to really push you, to motivate you. And you know that you can actually talk to them. So if you could just... Tell us about your HBCU experience specifically at North Carolina A&T. Well, Janae, I was really excited when Dr. Ashley, who was actually my fan, like we crossed the same year, she became a Delta the same year, I became an AKA. And when um, she asked me to be a part of the HBCU um, book, because there's so much that I did want to share about my experience, you know, um, I can start off by just saying, even when I got really into my major, the journalism department, everyone was like a big family. So even the professors, they were like your aunties or, like, you know, it's like you felt like they were your, they were looking out for you. They had your best interest in mind. I remember one professor, um, Professor Tonkins, Negesha Tonkins, I remember telling her that I needed to have a plan B in case the whole reporting and the journalist, like, in case that didn't work out. And we were talking to, I was talking to her about Terrence J, because he had graduated, like, the year before I came to AC. He graduated in 2005. Well, I came in 2005, so he just left right before I got there. And I was like, man, she's like, you know, Terrence didn't have a plan B. Why do you need a plan B? Why don't you just stick to plan A? So it was like that type of motivation where it's not like, oh, well, you can yeah, go to grad school and fall back on this. They were, they wanted us to, you know, be persistent in what, uh, our goals were, and to try to reach those goals. I remember another professor, and I shared this in um, the chapter of the book that I um, am a part of, how Miss Gail Tonkins, she would tell us to say your name and be proud about your name. Like, you know, don't shorten your name. 
tell, tell the words your name and correct people, you know? So my experience at A&T was like, I tell everyone, like, it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made. I met my husband there. We didn't date in college, but we met there. And as fate would have it, you know, three years later, we met again we were out of college. And so, and his sister went to A&T. So, like, we are literally an A&T Aggie family. Like, so, you know, just even finding your best friends. I feel like I found my lifelong friends in college, especially through my sorority. So, my experience was great. You know, we, at, at a black college, you're going to get dressed up to go to the cafeteria. You, it's a fashion show there. It's a fashion show to go to the games. So when I go to other games, that's <laughs> not like an ACT day, and I just, I'm looking around like, hey, you got some sneakers and a sweatshirt. <laughs> so it's so different. Like, you know, we, we just take pride in ourselves in a different way when you come from an ACCU. Right, definitely. Even, you know, when we talk about like Pretty Wednesday and we talk about all of these other mm-hmm. traditions, like I, I think that what makes the experience so grand, right? Even as you get older and you graduate and you move on, as you stated, you go into your professional career, you become a wife, a mother, you hold these different roles and hats. When it's time for the classics, when it's time for the football games, when it's time for the battle of the bands, Mm -hmm. you still love to show up and show out. And that's all a part, the legacy and the tradition that makes it so grand and makes it so great. And so as we talk about all the great things that embodies this experience, were there any setbacks or barriers or something that you are uncertain about within your college experience? How did you overcome that? And how is that experience relatable to other black women? Hmm. Any experiences I had that I had to overcome in college, you know, there, there's always life lessons that you, that you learn um, while you are in college, whether you're at ACC or any other type of school. I remember um, just before I became a part of um, Alpha Kappa Alpha, I remember becoming friends with someone who, um, gosh, she turned out to be a little cuckoo. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> point there, she impersonated me and and called, like, when I was trying to get down, aka, she actually called the graduate advisor and said, she pretended to be me and said, will you pull my application? Like, I can't do it. My mom, I know I went to rush, but I won't be able to, you know, do it. take my application out because I um, I don't have the money for it. My mom was right here. She had her friend sitting right there and pretending to be like my mom and everything. So, like, there were, like, I had to learn that, you know, I'm a, I'm a friendly person and I love people. And I had to learn how to, um, one of those lessons was, like, you know, have a lot more discernment with choosing friendships. And I think that's one lesson that I've learned, like, in college, is having to, being able to discern people and their motives. And that carries on throughout life and in business and um, business relationships, just relationships with other people and your coworkers, whoever. So I think that's one lesson I learned. I don't know if I answered your question well, but... Well, no, definitely. Because, you know, again, I think as a woman, as a black woman, as someone who attended HBCU and just a college experience in general, these are still different things that may have caused some type of hindrance or barrier, but it still molded you and shaped you into the woman that you are. Right. And so um, I think, you know, that entire process 
um, you know, I'm, uh, myself, we're, we're sorors, so being a part of that entire process, right. learning who you, your real friends are, and that is an <laughs> experience within itself, because I had a very similar story, uh, of course, when you begin oh. to venture off and become um, you know, become members of sorority or for me as well, I was Miss Freshman. Um, I was an SGA. So mm-hmm. I, I remember, you know, specifically trying to be involved in all that I can be and utilizing my voice on campus. And sometimes folks may not like that, but at the end of the day, you still learn how to navigate through it. And as you said, it prepares you for the real world. It prepares you for your career and having to balance different relationships. So again, thank you for sharing that. And when we think about your book and your chapter, is there anything, just a snippet that you might want to share for those who may be interested in learning more about you? Yeah. So um, one thing I will share is I talk a lot about my uncle. My uncle Josh, he died when I was 15 years old. But he, you know, and he, like his, my grandmother was his mom, the one who I was saying she went to Shaw University. But he had, like, a different perspective on HBCUs, and I remember being around, like, 12 years old, and I told him how I wanted to go. Well, he's like, what college do you want to go to? Honestly, I blurted out A&T, and I don't even know why, because I had never visited the school, and he was like, A&T, why would you want to go there? Like, he thought, you know, that I should want to go to a white school. He thought that those were, you know, better, and so I share in the story how, you know, if he was alive today, he would see, he would see how wrong he was about that. And I also talk about how I understood, I, I can understand why he felt the way because he grew up during the civil rights movement and during a time where I'm sure black people were discriminated against because they went to, you know, an HBCU and maybe their white counterparts got the job. So maybe he had my best interest at heart. But um, I will, I will say that in the story, I do share some of um, my personal relationship with him and you know, how I overcame that situation. Right. And, you know, and that's really a false narrative that some folks still may uh, promote today, right? But we know, and when I think about Mm -hmm. the quality of education, one of the most brilliant and intelligent people on the face of, not even the face of this country, but throughout the world are from African and Black lineage, right? And so, again, Mm -hmm. when we think about that time period, even when we think about what, what it meant to be an American, what was glorified during that time. I guess you can say that quote unquote white was right, right? But when you are right. able to attend and have that education and that appreciation, again, we see that the second in command of the entire country, Sora Kamala Harris, yeah. you know, she is a proud HBCU grad. She is a soror and so many people in positions of power have graduated from HBCUs and that's definitely, you know, the the focus of the book. That's the focus of us sharing our stories that even at times when there are these, uh, even when folks have this false notion of what that experience is or quality of education is, even when Um, we don't even receive half of the resources as some of other PWIs, we still produce greatness. We still produce leaders. We still produce entrepreneurs. And all of these great things come out of HBCUs without even half of those resources. So I think that's the beauty in all of it. And that's the beauty within sharing your own, your very own personal story. And so 
when we think about sharing your own very personal story, I know you mentioned before about your boutique. Um, is there anything else that you're currently doing now as it, as it relates to your professional life and your career that you would like to share with listeners? Yeah, so because I, you know, because of my love for HBCUs and growing up, I did start the boutique. I started HBC like fashion last year during the pandemic. I was <laughs> five, six months pregnant, had a one and a half year old at home and a three year old. But I was like, I have to do this. It felt like a do it now or never type of thing because it was more than it is more than just selling a denim jacket. Um, it's it's building, it's it's bringing awareness to you know, to HBCUs and to, you know, building the interest into HBCUs. And I also have a scholarship portion that goes along with this. I have a 50123 nonprofit, the HBCU Legacy Scholarship. And so I want more black and brown people to attend, to know more about HBCUs. I live in Ohio where there's only a couple of like little boards and Central State, but we work with youth as well. And a lot of them do not know much about HBCUs. And so, you know, I have some plans. Well, I actually went to a career day at my kid's school a couple um, weeks ago and had ACC like two classes set up and was able to educate the students on what HBCUs were. A lot of them didn't know. And so that is one of my goals is to spread the, you know, the message about HBCUs and why they're still important today. And also to be able to send students to school on a 100% scholarship through ACC Legacy Scholarship. You know, I've been um, talking to several corporations and working out, you know, some things so that I can get more funding for the scholarship so we can start giving out some big checks to students who will attend an HBCU who are already attending because one thing about it is like coming out of school and having to have, you know, debt or, you know, you're trying to start your life, you're trying to do this, and you have debt. So I want to be able to eliminate that so students can focus just on their education, which is what my grandmother wanted students to be able to do, focus on education. I have to worry about how am I going to pay for this, but be able to stay in school. So that was another reason why I started um, the line and did the scholarship portion to go along with it. So certain a certain percentage of the sales from the jackets that I sell do go to the scholarship. That's awesome. So, you know, for you to have your own project that's connection to, that's connected to a nonprofit and being able to provide scholarships to students and also that connection as well with the HBCU experience movement, you know, a certain percentage in proceeds will definitely go to um, North Carolina A&T State University as well. So it's always about uh, creating resources and ways to still give back to the institutions, to still give back to students and to children who are interested in attending HBCUs. So is there any involvement with North Carolina A&T State University currently? Um, as it relates to, to what? Are you involved with in the school at, at all as an alumni, with any organizations, with the students? Oh. So, I, so there, there's the Columbus Aggies group here in Columbus, um, the alumni group. But other than that, I mean, I'm in Columbus, Ohio. So, no, I'm not, like, uh, involved on, like, campus or anything like that. 
Okay. But um, uh, are you com- coming back for homecoming this year? What- what's going on? I know I know y'all homecoming well, so is, is <laughs> Halloween yeah, weekend, I, and, and I've I, been hearing I, the I excitement. I really wanted to. I strongly considered coming back for homecoming this year, but I will be coming back next year. I will, however, be a virtual vendor for homecoming, um, you know, for North Carolina homecoming. So my booth and everything will be set up virtually, and that will be October um, – the well, homecoming is actually October 30th, but the, the setup is the 28th, 29th, and 30th. So I will be selling my denim jackets there. And I also have the mommy and me and daddy and me jackets coming. So pre-orders for those will um, start in like a week or so on com. But if you want to shop AMC clothes, you know, and if you are an Aggie, then definitely come to the virtual. And I, I guess once I have the information for how people can log into that <laughs> i will post it on my page but yes awesome. i'll be a virtual vendor this year and how can folks find you on social media through your various platforms what's your social media handles <laughs> okay so instagram my personal instagram is at shalina Fultz, so c-h-e-y-l-a-i-n-a Fultz, f-u-l-t-z first and last name and then uh for hc like fashion it's instagram HCC Legacy Fashion website HCCLegacyFashion.com so it's all HCC Legacy Fashion for Facebook Instagram and or the website um, and then if you want to learn more about me ShalanaFultz.com Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're Soror's Shalana Fultz. Thank you so much for joining. Folks, there you have it. The HBCU Experience, the North Carolina A&T State University 3rd Edition. Um, so I'm very interested to learn more about you, Shalana. I'm excited to, when I do purchase the book, to learn more about you within the chapter. Folks, if you are inspired or motivated in any way, Tell a friend to tell a friend. Listen to Her Story podcast every week on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Follow us on Instagram at herstory underscore podcast. On Facebook, Her Story Podcast. And in closing, always remember your story is not solely for you. It is meant to be shared with other women and provide hope to those facing similar situations. You are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life, and troubles don't last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her heroic, empowering, and resilient. Shalana, again, thank you so much for joining Her Story Podcast. And folks, go out and cop the book on Amazon.com or the HBCU Experience Movement.com. And we're out.